Welcome to KC Corner, episode 30. 3-0, baby. Just like Jesse. Oh my goodness, that's right. I had a daughter who's Not 30. to bring it up, sorry, Jesse. Yeah, sorry, Jesse. You know, forget Jesse. I heard my daughter's 30. It makes me think, gosh, I must be old. You know? so, yeah, you're like 60. No, not even close, Brooks. Not even close. What are you, 12? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yep. Close oh my enough. Goodness. Close enough. Yep. Well, hey, it's a little bit of a later Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And I know yesterday was kind of like an election day primary thing. And I want you to know, Brooks, I voted. Um, Congrats. Thank you very much. You You know, we actually had the mail-in votes, Mm -hmm. uh, the Jake's family trying to think ahead, Mm -hmm. but thought so far ahead that we didn't turn them in 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 time. Yep. So I had to take them to the voting place, which Mm kind of defeats the entire, you know, vote by mail. (laughs) And I get there and they tell me, oh, I'm sorry, uh, you can't turn those in now. You have to drive to Sanford to turn them in. And I'm just thinking, what do I do? You know, I mean, all of the people have gone before me, like, you know, people died for your right to vote. You got to vote. You know, and I'm, I'm feeling the guilt trip. It's like, I got a busy day, mm-hmm. but you know, what you am I going to do? plug it in Google Maps. It's 28 minutes Oh away. my goodness, it's 28. And I, so put it in Google Maps. I drive to the courthouse in uh, beautiful downtown Sanford, which mm-hmm. right was a lake. hall, right on the lake. It's not there. You know, <laughs> they sent me to city hall. I know that city hall is not there. Eventually, I find out where it is. It's like off of Airport Boulevard or Drive, mm-hmm. oh, you know, yeah. and have to drive more. And I'm telling you, so no one's vote counted as much as mine <laughs> and my family's that I turned in. So I mean, I, the funny thing is, it's been such a busy day. I have no idea who won. I have no <laughs> idea if I vote, vote registered, but. Anyway, I'm grateful for a country that we have Casey Corner, a country that we have King's Chapel, Worship Freely. I know there's a lot of turmoil, but you get a chance to vote, which is pretty cool. Very cool. It's very cool. And we got another thing we got to talk about today. I mean, today the Bolts won. A little sports talk right now. You Bolts, have to, a noon right playoff game. But, you know, who starts a playoff game? It's unbelievable. Like uh, JP, my son, who's the biggest Bolts fan about anybody I know, <laughs> Uh, he had a shoot. They had a shoot with Cartsy Photography today. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, I never thought there'd be an NHL playoff game at 12 noon. In, in August. In August, <laughs> you know. So our, our crazy world, but go Bolts. Yeah, and shout out JP. He posted a nice little picture today with a nice lightning caption mm. of him check, checking the game while on those shoots. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> go he, has to, he has to watch his team while, even while he they're does. doing wedding photography does, and everything. You know, weddings are important, but... There's the bolts. Yeah, right? exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, let's get into what you meant to say this past week. All right. You know, what I meant to say is we uh, was in the second to last of the sermon series of summertime songs. And uh, we looked at Psalm 146 and singing to the God who frees me and frees us. And Brooks, that's, that's, that's the gospel. We can't forget about God's grace, his this manifold grace that he does rescue us. He does free us. Praise to our great God. And that's what that psalm did. I mean, starts off with four times praise to the Lord. You know, just mm-hmm. the fact that he saves us. And I think really what I meant to say was two things. And one is, what are we saved from and what are we saved to? Or for those of you who love being a you know, grammar patrol, let me say it this way. From what are we freed and to what are we freed? So we don't have to end in the preposition there. Um, but anyway, um, you know, what are we freed from or from what are we freed? And it's incredible. We are freed from 
are, are the sin, you know, the penalty of sin, the power of sin. You know, we are freed from uh, death. We are freed from fear. Uh, we are freed from hopelessness and helplessness. I mean, there's so much that we've been freed from because of Jesus's life, death and resurrection. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Jesus. Love you. So, so grateful. But there's another side of that. And it's, you know, uh, to what are we freed or what are we freed to do? And that is to be what God intended us to be. And that's, you know, those who pursue after righteousness and holiness, those who are servants, uh, those who serve one another and serve the Lord and and free to be what God intended us to. So really what I hope to say, what I tried to say was, let's just celebrate that reality. But what I'd love to drive home again of what I meant to say is, let us never forget that through Jesus, we are truly free. And let's not forget what we're freed from. Or, um, and, But let's also remember what we're freed to do. And, mm-hmm. and that is to live as God intended. I mean, what better news than that, where we can live free and because of grace and, you know, sets us free and everything. That's the best news possible. It really is. And, you know, I think even as Christians, uh, we kind of lose grip, grip of that. God will never lose grip of that for us. And, you know, that's just the reality in our life. But, you know, sometimes we can live in bondage, uh, mm-hmm. bondage of addictions or bondage of fear or bondage of performance and, uh, you know, Jesus came to bridge that gap and came to shatter those things. And so we could live with this a living hope that, mm-hmm. that the world can't. Which yeah, is really, we'll, really cool. uh, we'll get into it a little bit with the chapter three of Prodigal God, but also recognizing that we are free. Uh, and but also in recognizing that we need grace, you know, oh. not, it's not free from everything or, you know, knowing you have to follow the rules, but knowing how terrible we are and that we need grace. Well, you know, uh, Brooks, grace not only brings us into relationship with our great God by grace through faith that we're saved, uh, you know, in Christ Jesus. But grace is something we need every day. I and mean, it's just a, it's a, it's a reality mm-hmm. that we need to have. And I think we could see it when Scripture tells us that morning by morning, new mercies we see. You know, and great is his faithfulness because why we need that amazing grace all the time. Mm-hmm. It just, there's no end to it. Thank the Lord. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah, for sure. So what do you have for us? The last or, or the last sermon of the sermon series? Well, we're going to do, do the next Psalm, oh, Psalm 147. Um, and this is going to be singing to the God who heals me and mm-hmm. singing to the God who, who binds up our broken hearts and who uh, just heals our, our, our wounds. And, and you know what you gotta love about this at the end you realize how are we healed how are our wounds bound up and that's because he became broken mm-hmm. because jesus you know psalm 150 i'm sorry isaiah 53 talks about the suffering servant that he was pierced for our transgressions you know uh wounded and broken for our iniquity and through his wounds we are healed and so it's amazing how tender god is as a healer that he cares for us and how personal he is of a healer. So we're going to look at that. But it's an interesting contrast. Right before he says that he's a God who gathers the exiles and he he's a God who binds us up, it tells us that he's the God who knows all the stars, how many there are, the number of stars, and he knows them by name. And so you have this contrast of a God who's both really tender and really loving and really near um, and knows us personally. But he's also this mighty God. And if you ever think of something, an ailment you need to have corrected, what do you want? You want the best doctor you can find, the smartest, wisest, best, the most powerful, you know, the one who knows how to do it. Mm -hmm. And here it is with God. I mean, he's so powerful. 
he can count stars and he is so wonderful and such an incredible knowledge that he can name stars but he's also so tender you know we've talked a little bit about that here at Casey Corner you know one who's both you know this uh, so big and transcendent and yet one who's so imminent and near and that's what we have a God so mm-hmm. we're going to sing to a God who heals us and and not just me personally but us corporately and boy do we need healing right now in our culture in our country in our world and in our lives oh yeah and there's nothing you know i had to go to dr lou for when i needed surgery and we sought out the best doctor for me and that's yeah. that's great we always need healing yeah, and amen to it's that. not just right now yeah and a shout out to dr lou he's uh out in colorado i love that guy oh yeah so he's the best we'll have to get the lou family to listen in so <laughs> we miss y'all yes we do it's yes, incredible family so now going into chapter three of prodigal god what'd you think of chapter three brooks i thought it was really good how uh you know the two descriptions of it's behind me i have to look the the <laughs> redefining oh, no. sin yes the moral read. conformity and self-discovery yeah like the two different kind of sides of that you know it's kind of interesting because uh most people who hear the story always focus on the younger son and again i love how keller says that really there's two sons and there's two mm-hmm. lost sons and uh keller in this will say will kind of help us redefine sin and almost no one that i know except leading by the holy spirit can understand that you know there can be a moral conformity doesn't lead us to god's pleasure you know the older brother um, was trying to manipulate the father. The older brother was trying to find his own happiness by obeying the rules. He was the opposite of the younger brother. In many ways, you want to look at it and say, well, the older brother is a better brother. Not really. The younger brother is the one who will join the party. The mm-hmm. younger brother is the one who repents. The younger one brother is the one who never stops calling his father father. But it's the older brother. It's the one who had this moral conformity. The one who would say, I've kept all the rules. Mm-hmm. I've never disobeyed. And the therefore thinks that the father owes him. And I found in life, Brooks, that there's a lot of people that feel like God owes them something. You know, like, hey, I didn't kill anybody. Hey, I'm a, I'm a good person. I pay my taxes. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good. God owes me. It's almost like... Uh, if I've done some good things, I've put them in a bank of storage, and now I can manipulate uh, God to kind of bend things in my direction. But I love what Keller's going to say is, hey, both are basically alienated from the Father. The Father has to go out to both. And it's a scary thing to, to realize that uh, the older brother, even through his moral conformity, he really kind of wanted the Father's stuff. Mm-hmm. He wanted to control them, but he didn't really want the Father both the younger son of rebellion and the older son of, you know, trying to be a legalist, a moralist, uh, you know, they both wanted to try to control the father Mm -hmm. and uh, how both were wrong. So, you know, I remember a dear friend of mine who I saw him kind of come to Christ, who wanted to hang on to his own morality. Like, hey, I've always gone to church. I'm a Christian. I grew up there. And, and, uh, um, you know, I've done things for the church. And so therefore I'm good. But that's not the gospel. Mm-hmm. And, and so, anyway. Uh, it's kind of like uh, with the moral conformity, you know, holding God as a hostage. Like, we, I did all these things, you know, list them all yeah, out, and yeah. I deserve a good life and health and wealth and everything, and it just doesn't work like that. And I thought 
weird comparison, but thinking to the office when Andy and Dwight were doing nice things back and forth with each other because yeah. they didn't want to be in debt to each other. It's like, we can't do that with God, the creator. No, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's so true. And yeah, I remember that episode. They're always trying to outdo one another, you know, and as if we could do anything. And then God will tell us in his word in Isaiah, hey, listen, by the way, your righteous acts are like filthy rags in my sight. You know, mm-hmm. it's not even, you know, good, good luck with that, you know, so... Uh, but I love what he says on page 44 and 45 in chapter 3 of my book. Um, he talks about the gospel this way. He says, this means that Jesus's message, which is the gospel, the good news, is a completely different spirituality. The gospel of Jesus is not religion or irreligion, morality or immorality, moralism or rel- relativism, conservatism or liberalism, nor is it something halfway along a spectrum between two poles. It's something else altogether. And that's just the good news of the gospel. I mean, it just really is um, having to come to the recognition that all of us are sinners. All of us need God's grace. And the hope is not that we just get better. The hope is not that we, you know, somehow clean ourselves up to make ourselves presentable and okay to God. The hope of the gospel is that God has provided for us the only way for us to have life and life abundantly. The only way for forgiveness of sins. And it's all by God's grace and faith through the work of his son. And so that's 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 the hope. And so both a moral person who's religious can be really, really far from God and an immoral person who's just trying to f- discover life on their own um, obviously can be far from God as well. But they both equally need the gospel Mm -hmm. yeah that was a powerful message realizing that they're both so alienated but wanted the same thing they just wanted control of their father and his wealth and everything that he offered not his justice or not only his love yeah it's just such great insight i'm just so blown away and again keller points to a few other folks that helped him along the way like a guy named edmund Clowney, to dig into this but here's this little passage out of luke 15 and you it's typical of God's word. God's word says it's living and active. You start digging, you're going to find gold. And mm-hmm. you just, you keep digging. You're like, wow. You know, I mean, I don't know how many times I've read the Luke 15 story, but this prodigal God book has really helped me see this in a whole new light and just sing God's praises in a whole new way. It was a good book choice. Yeah, it was good. Good. Yeah, You have to follow it up at some point. Pressure's on. Oh, man. But we're <laughs> and we're only one. halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just bask in this one right now. Exactly. <laughs> So what uh, do you have any updates as far as King's Chapel? We're coming up on the one-year anniversary, <laughs> September 1st. Yes, exactly right. So the first Sunday in... Uh, one-year anniversary or birthday? Uh, one-year anniversary. Okay. Let's just call it that way. <laughs> so that would be great. So uh, the first Sunday is going to be September 6th, I believe. And we're going to celebrate with the Lord's Supper and, and just kind of a celebration. It's going to be a little different in the COVID world. We'd love mm-hmm. to do more uh, than we probably can do, but... You know, uh, in a pastor's life, in the life of a church, and although this will be the first time we've kind of made the the trip around the sun for one year, um, usually the fall is a launch of many new things. And so we will launch some new stuff. We'll get our KC groups back together. So those of you who were in a KC group and those of you who weren't, get ready. We're actually looking at doing Tim Keller's Gospel in Life series, which is fantastic. So... Uh, really looking forward to that and looking forward probably the week of the 13th we'll get those back going 
looking forward to getting all the King's men back together in some social distancing safe way for the men in the church to gather and also for the women in the church. And, uh, you know, kind of really excited about a new sermon series that I'm going to hold off on announcing, but I'm really excited <laughs> about that coming up. Uh, I'll start on the 13th as, as well. And even with worship, um, as you know, we had a meeting with the young adults and there's a few things we want to tweak worship wise coming in September. So a little teaser. I mean, what won't change is we're going to worship our great God and we're <laughs> going to gather in his name under the authority of his word and, and, you know, look to Jesus as our answer. But really felt led that, you know, how can we have a little bit more of a um, full, full orbed worship experience and what could that look like? And more inclusive and more celebratory so excited about that so there's a few new things coming up uh, don't forget throughout this month of august uh, we are one of our mission uh, ministry partners that we're celebrating is forest city elementary school we're gathering school supplies every week including wipes and, and hand sanitizers if you can grab those uh, bring them to church with you on Sunday. Hey, by the way, do you see that church is starting to fill up a little bit more? Yeah, I uh, did notice that. Man, that has been so exciting. Um, you know, we're not at the numbers we were before COVID, and our, our numbers online um, are still strong, a number of people watching. So if you're watching online, thank you so much for watching. Thanks for sticking with us. If you're coming in person, thank you for that. And when you feel comfortable, come join us. And I just can't wait for us to get back to what feels like normal. Mm-hmm. And we'll have a new temporary young adult coming uh curtis mcwilliams he just got back in town my buddy from school nice. and he's here through january all so right fantastic he's full remote for work so he came back down oh. to orlando wants to get in the young adult group yay that'd be <laughs> awesome i love curtis i coached him in little league in the hollywood hollywood <laughs> hollywood he's he's awesome the mcwilliams family's fantastic so that'll be great well thanks for joining us today on kc corner number 30 See you guys next week always room for you in the corner folks episode 30 done, done. Yahoo.